back to Frinterview. I'm Sam Farrell. And I'm Jacob Adams. So, uh, it's, it's been a while. It has. It's been a few months. Um, full acknowledgement yeah, been, that we haven't recorded this podcast in, in a decent amount of time. I'm sure you haven't noticed, to be completely honest, but... Um, yeah, let's be frank. If, if you're listening to this and you've actually been waiting, you probably told us, and you're probably Dean. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Shout out to Dean. Shout out to Dean Dickens, my my uh, best friend and uh, favorite Dean Dickens in the whole world. He's definitely mine too. Um, yeah, but a lot's gone on. I'm sure you've posted. Yeah, Frank, you've posted 600 restaurants to Instagram and the Blizzard. You've been covering the Blizzard in real time. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot going on over here in Ireland. To be to be uh, to be honest. Uh, but uh, before we before we talk about that, Sam, why don't you let us know what's up with you? How you been doing, brother? I've been let me know. I've been good. I've been uh, I spent my winters uh, back home, back at the homestead with the family, um, just chopping wood with my dad, having talks about life. You know, basically the dream. Um, every every single day is a scene from a Hallmark movie. No, I'm not kidding you. Most days over the winter break, I was with my dad chopping wood outside in the snow. And talking about life, <laughs> which I know wow. it's, it's, I know it was, it was cool. It's cool. Like go home and have the, like you come back and people are like, what'd you do in Maine over the winter? And you can say, I chopped down trees and talked to my dad while we wore flannels. Like, it's just nice <laughs> to be able to give that answer. Um, yeah, but I've been back at school. Um, I'm trying to go to Scotland in the summer. I'm working on that. And, um, uh, this last couple weeks were really busy. I participated in, um, sort of like a big talent concert called Big Show at my school. And um, that went really well. That yeah. Was, what did you tell us about your act? What did you do for that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you already know, but for the sake of the listener. Yeah. For the sake of the people who are listening. Yeah. 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 Um, which is kind of the idea, I guess. Yeah. So um, some background <laughs> on my hall. When we got bored, sometimes we would just turn on like a hip hop track on YouTube and then we'd sort of like freestyle over it. And it was never good. It was always bad, but it was always funny. And for some reason, the topic that we started to freestyle about was a dog that had run away um, because of a joke. So the joke being um, when I lived in Canada, there's this joke that if you live in Saskatchewan, it's so flat that if your dog runs away, you can still see them for the next three days. Which is, you know, classic Canadian joke. But um, we eventually decided yeah. to turn that into kind of like a like a country song. And yeah, can I give you a piece of advice? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, next time you tell a joke, just give it some time to breathe. Um, okay. I was fully intending to give you just like a little laugh track style chuckle there, but uh, it's it's all right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I forgot. Uh, yeah, I forgot some of the rules of being funny since I haven't been doing this podcast, and I've just been living my life where I don't have to be funny. There's no pressure. Yeah, so so tell tell us more about how your your rap turned into a country song, and that's where you. That's, that's where you were leaving. That's sort of the natural progression of music, I would argue. But we, uh, me and some of the boys put together this country song. Kind of got like a whole ensemble band going together. And um, we had a kazoo solo. Um, we had an actual dog on stage. 
and it was fun. We got we got second place out of eleventh. So apparently everyone else liked it too, which was is always good. It's always good when you pour your heart out on stage and everyone claps for you and likes it rather than booing yeah. you shouting for your head. Yeah, that happened to me once. And really? uh well no, not really. That was supposed to be a joke. You, li- you lied. Oh. I did. I lied on camera. Oh man. Illegal, probably. I don't know. Certainly lying on a podcast is illegal. Um but how is yeah, how's, how's Ireland been? Tell me about Ireland. Oh, Ireland's uh, grand. Uh, it's grand here. That's what we're supposed to say over and over again. Um, <laughs> been drinking a whole lot of tea. I mean, yeah. lots of tea. Yeah. Uh, every time I go in somebody's house, they offer me tea. Uh, every time people come into my house, I offer them tea. Is um, it is it kind of aggressive? So it starts out not being aggressive. <laughs> But over time, it's sort of, yeah, it crescendos into this like wave of destruction. <laughs> Which tea Known would you the, like? Ah, sure. Look, you're already here. Just go ahead and have a cup. Uh huh. Oh, no, thanks. I've already had a cup of tea today. Uh, I you've, appreciate it. You've chipped the mug. That's all right. What? I, I mean, I assume the, there's lots of like mug related incidents like that. Uh, mug. Not as often as you'd think, honestly. Okay. That's a relief, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah, one time this lady was at my house and she fell over sitting down in a chair and spilled tea all over the wall. But that's probably the closest that I've ever come to, like a real mug incident. OK. Um, yep. That's a that's a relief. Um, has the blizzard affected tea intake at all? Uh, tea stocks were down for a few days um, because everyone was spending all of their money on bread. Uh-huh. Literally all of their money on bread. Oh my gosh. The shelves were bare. Uh, I was stuck at home for two days. Do you want to um, do you want to riff briefly on the fact that people always buy bread when there's an emergency? Yeah. I mean, I imagine it's got some kind of salvific property to it where <laughs> if you own enough of it, you'll be safe no matter what happens. It's it's the it's the blood of the lamb. Uh, I guess one could say. In a, that, in a Passover um, this, kind of way. No, uh, well, no, no. One could say that this is my body, and I think that that, right, that has some purchase here, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the idea, isn't it? I was sort of thinking like Angel of Death and the blood on the doorpost. What you people know? like? <laughs> people like just nail bread to the doorpost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Blizzard passed past this house. Blood has already been shed. Yeah, sort of a sort of that kind of situation. Yeah, when when we. Uh, yeah, I think that's generally the consensus is that when we are we are in that kind of situation here in Ireland, the entire country shuts down and oh money no longer has value. Oh so everyone buys and sells things with milk and bread. So <laughs> I, had, I had the case of some friends of mine who were looking for milk and they were ushered to the back of a shop uh, <laughs> and, and whispered, whispered to by the clerk to say, we can sell you this, but we only have one other liter of milk and you can't tell anybody where you got this. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, it's, yeah, there were some guys, there were some, there were some, some lads out in uh, Tala uh, and they literally stole a piece of construction equipment and tore a store apart to oh my steal gosh. the food inside. So it, the country descends into anarchy and racketeering. 
Yeah, pretty much. And uh, there was a case of like some cars that were stuck in the snow uh-huh. that were just like broken, broken into and then like burned. <laughs> Why were they burned was- afterwards? <laughs> This country, this country, like, doesn't know how to handle weather like this. So, <laughs> like, people just go. What do we do? Burn, burn, most people, burn it. Well, well, most people do normal, you know, behave normally. But it, but some people go absolutely primal. I mean, mm-hmm. it's absurd, to be honest with you. I just want to get to the bottom of the mindset that says valuables in the car. Take them. But then afterwards, burn the evidence in the car. The whole <laughs> Torch the thing. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Or did they like sit around? They didn't sit around for the warmth because they had to no, go yeah. because they just stolen and now they're a thief. So yeah, and they lit the car on fire and it might explode or something. I don't know. Cars do that, like yeah. in one of those movies. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a bonkers <laughs> experience. I mean, if I'm to be honest, I didn't see any of that. Okay, but I saw photos of it. It was kind of like a Philadelphia post Eagles win kind of situation. Yeah, kind of. I mean, throw a topical Super Bowl reference in there. If the Philadelphia Eagles were, say, a Siberian cold front, (laughs) which and some say they are, the country of Ireland was Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Then yes, I would say that that is exactly what happened. That's great. All the way down to the destroyed light poles and flipped cars. Yeah. Well, that's. I'm sorry. The country's been. Man, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry the country's been kind of going through that. That's tough. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's okay. Like I said, it's not so bad now. Things have gotten a lot better. Um, martial law is no longer in effect. Good, uh, good. All right. The, the guards are... The, the um, civil authority, um, just sort of militia, isn't patrolling the streets anymore. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of days where they had these sirens going on constantly mm-hmm. and low-flying aircraft <laughs> and uh, yeah. big banners uh, on walls that said, like, do what you must for the protection of all kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, a couple of things that said respect the authority, the authority or the authority will respect you, you know, just the Gra- basic graffiti sort of- that said honesty isn't always safe, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um or a lot of people shouting from rooftops about how lying to protect one another is a good thing. And, and uh, a human a lot of right. People, yeah. And a lot of people were selling other people out um, for bread and milk. Bread and, and milk, mostly. I know that I personally gave up my roommates so that I could have a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not what we do that makes us, uh, but often our situation so I don't think I could be held responsible for what happened to them. No, I think, um, I mean, I think that, well, no, cause I think struggling kind of reveals the men we are and you're the kind of man who would sell his roommate for a sandwich. Yeah. And I think that that's a good quality to have that. I know that when the tough gets or the situation gets tough that I, uh, you know, I pony up and I uh, decide to sell off my roommate so that I can eat. <clears throat> I mean, hard choice to make. So yeah, I mean, no, it's a hard choice, credit. but I think, yeah, I think that I earned, uh, earned my right. To eat that night, and I'm not that upset about it. Um, but yeah, no. Besides all that, uh, things are pretty great. Good. I'm glad yeah. everyone's kind of sunny side up, you know. Yeah, no. Everything's grand here. Everybody loves it. What's with the grand thing? What? Oh, that's just what you say. You're just supposed to say it a lot. Okay. <laughs> sure. Look, it'll be grand. Okay. I like that. Uh, I like that slang. Sure. Look. Ah, uh, sure. Look. Could happen to the bishop. 
Yeah, what happened? What are the Catholics? What are the? Are you in Catholic Ireland or Protestant Ireland? I would say that neither of those things exist anymore. Oh, okay. But uh, like culturally, Catholic Ireland. Okay. Technically, so because I'm in the Republic. I mean, like, what about during the whole bread milk storm like thing? No one was like praying to the Vatican for help. Uh, well, what actually happened in that situation, which you'll find very interesting, is the priests were burning people at the stake. For, um, for, 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 no, uh, because they accused them of witchcraft. Okay. So, and, and what's crazy is the Catholic church has actually never really done that. Uh, but they did it this time around and I thought it was a very interesting choice. They kind of wanted to break into that space, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they wanted a bit of the, uh, monster universal movie market, you know? Yeah. The dark universe movie market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the. The monster universe that Universal Studios is crafting. I think they wanted some capital there. I think okay. that's what they're going for. I'm glad this kind of gave them that chance. That's that's neat that they yeah, kind of no. took that opportunity. Well, it's good to see the country. I mean, Ireland's a massive place and for movies and movie production right now. There's a lot oh, of shooting. For, for uh, movies. I was going to say, Ireland's not a massive place. Well, just, who just are you general. to judge? Uh, I, live in, I live in America, you know. Well, the biggest the, place on earth, so. Yeah, it's true. Look at the map. Anyway, uh, yeah, no. So Ireland's got a lot of movies and TV shows that shoot here right now. So it's nice to see the 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 average folks, you know, trying to get in on the uh, movie business. Yeah, that is that is nice. So it's cool that that's sort of available. Um, yeah. So uh, I've, I've, I've kind of had that, my own. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of got my own um, recent drama to talk about. Uh, yeah. Tell me you. about it. What's I think you really appreciate it. So. So um, a few weeks back, um, Boyce College, where I go to school, had um, its first ever spirit week, which was sort of um, exactly what you expect. It's almost like pep rally combined with there's sort of like challenges, like decoration challenges and like different costume ideas and sort of things. And you're trying to compete for this for the sake of your hall and like get points for your hall so that at the end of the week there's a winner. And um, and yeah, sort of everything you've done like culminates in whether or not you win at the end of the week. And it was, right. um, um, there was, a, there were a lot of fun things involved, like, a, you know, big tug of war kind of thing. Like everyone made flags. So it kind of looked like a revolution was happening wherever they gathered. Like just flags okay. were being flown. Songs were being sung. Um, rich people were being like pushed to the ground and like kicked repeatedly. Um, flags were being sewn. Yeah. It was just sort of, yeah, it was just sort of an inspiring scene. But, um, one of the events one night was an was an I'm going to put massive quotes around this an obstacle course. What Jacob? What comes to mind when you think obstacle course? I'm thinking like uh, barbed wire. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking That's like good. a mud mud pit. I'm mm-hmm. thinking like a climbing wall mud, mud pit. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Uh, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking maybe like uh, American Ninja Warrior mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. regular Ninja Warrior. Tests of physical in, strength. Tests of physical strength, and mental acuity, prowess, mm. balance, you know, just uh all around challenging environment, I would say. That's great. Um so it it wasn't that. It was more like have you have you played Mario Party? Um it I was mean, a, yeah. It was a lot more like playing Mario Party. So what you're saying is someone took the phrase or the words we usually use together obstacle and course and just sort of reinterpreted that in their mind as something totally different. Yeah. 
So I'll paint the picture for you. So all the halls are gathered outside on, on sort of the courtyard with their flags. Yeah, give me your rough estimate. How many people are we talking about? Um, not 100, but over 50 for sure. So like now if 75? you're going to say about 75, yep, okay. About 75. That's a rough estimate, but yeah. So that. continue telling me about your Mario obstacle course party. Right. Well, I mean, I was reminded of a lot of different things, like, I, like some of the most harrowing experiences of my life during this. Um, so we, we sort of start and we get all the instructions and everything. Um, and the first challenge is revealed to us as, you have to choose someone in your hall to drink soda, but you have to put a dirty sock over the soda can. So straight off the bat, I was kind of like, somebody's going to die during this. Voice has gone nuts. And they're killing their students. Now, you'll have noticed I haven't responded I, until I, just I, now. I, have, I haven't noticed. And I don't know that that could be defined as an obstacle. I would. It's an obstacle to me wanting to continue going to this school. It's not it's an a obstacle. Mental, it's a mental obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. It there's is. a physical, there's a physical con, you know, there's a physical kind of, uh, physical kind of aspect to the challenge. Obviously the drinking of the soda through a dirty sock. Yeah. You have to chug it. Yeah. That ultimately just sort of acts as a filter. Mm hmm. A terrible, but, terrible coffee filter sort of thing. Sure. Go ahead. Tell me more. Tell, tell me more. Sure. So, um, so after this, there were about 12 challenges we had to complete. And, um, and throughout, I was just sort of like, some challenges were more like, it's Mario Party. Like, we're, we're playing golf, but we have to blow on the ball to make sure it goes in the hole. So, like, the hole, everybody has to get on the ground and, like, blow on it. And um, that felt very, very kind of innocent and fun. Yeah, that sounds like uh, that sounds like a good game. And then there was like one challenge where three people had to drink a twelve pack of soda. That's just kind of that's just kind of the challenge. Now, hang on. Yeah, that doesn't sound like <laughs> that doesn't sound like a no. thing. People, I was sort of like, I, this feels very like it's sort of almost Goblet of Fire esque, where it's like, well. Whoever put your name in that goblet is not your friend, Harry. People die in this tournament. And I, yeah, I mean, voice are talking about voice has just kind of gone insane. I think. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, how many challenges were there in total? There were twelve challenges. Oh, that's right. You said twelve. So that's like a really short game of Mario Party. It took us two hours. Gosh. Yeah. No. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is about right. Um, other challenges included sort of like the pretzel thing where everyone gets in a room and you have to hold hands and then you're like tangled up and you have to untangle yourselves. That took us forever. Um, partially because the person who tangled us up, um, did it wrong. So we, there wasn't actually a way for us to get untangled, which, which was a, a clever mind trick and mostly tested, um, our goodwill. Your honesty. Yeah. Your honesty. <laughs> yeah. Our honesty, our goodwill, our, our general kindness towards other people. You're putting um, a mental and moral gambit. One one challenge was just the triangle game that you get at at um, Cracker Barrel. Now explain what that is, because it's like a a peg game. So it's like a tri- a wooden block that has pegs in it, and you have to like jump them over each other. But you can only jump certain ones over each other, and so it's like it's a puzzle. 
Um, and it took us roughly 45 minutes to complete. We were stuck in a room that was as hot as, um, as Florida in the summer because you of all the people it. packed inside there. Hot. Yeah. What? I could say what? Florida in the summer. It was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hot like well, Florida I, in the summer. Right. I already, yeah. Florida in the summer. And, yeah. um, yeah. And, uh, there were, there were probably 36 people in that room. Okay. And it was not a big room. And so you're saying 36 people were in this room. Mm-hmm. So that's nearly half, or if not more than, you know, essentially half of the um, the yeah. number of people that participated in this challenge. Okay, so maybe I got the number wrong. But there were at least 16 people in the room, which I understand is half of what I just said. But. Right, so that's. There were. Okay. A, for the room size it was of, of it. For the room size of it. Lot, yeah, a lot of people. Very hot. How many? How many people would you say were in there? <laughs> like, like, probably like a hundred people. Okay. Yeah. So now we have more than we started with. Yeah, I mean, I probably like, yeah, probably like a couple hundred thousand people in there. Right. Well, so, that one just sounds so like it, you've really <laughs> sounds like you've really lost the plot on this one to me. But okay. So right after, and then like the last challenge is like rock climbing. And then right after that, you have to like eat a donut. Now, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. designed what's wrong? this? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's their fault. I think the no. challenges worked really well because they definitely were an obstacle course and they definitely took forever to complete and everyone really got into it. But they were sort yeah, of that, inhumane. <laughs> it sounds like like a, a like a youth group challenge. You know how selection. In, yeah. You know how in, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Spoilers. Sorry if anybody hasn't hasn't seen or read that. Yeah. Diggory dies. We know. Yeah. OK, go on. Um, there's the bit where like Harry's like doing the underwater challenge. Yeah. But he goes back because he realizes that Fleur hasn't saved her, her, her daughter, her sister. Um, and so he's like, I got to save her or else she's going to die. Which is a really messed up challenge, by the way. That's how this whole thing felt. This like, felt I was, like I was like abandoning my team just to go like help stragglers that I saw that were like, like straggling, dribbling, dribbling soda down their front and like sort of a mess. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all had, had to sort of band together. I mean, this sounds like. Now, you can tell me if this is wrong. Mm hmm. But this sounds like the premise for a new Harry Potter novel. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the dangerous parts of Hogwarts. Yeah, it's like a game show at Hogwarts. Yeah, oh, that's um, what it is. It's a game show at Hogwarts. OK, Rita Skeeter comes back, but now she's a game show host. She's she seemed actually that would be a really good. Yeah, we just roll for her really now good. that you say that it yep. really works. Whoops. What's the name? I mean, do you have a name for this? Or like you, what? you already have a name for this. You, you you wrote the name for this before we started talking about this. Did I? Yeah, you did. You're not supposed to let people behind the curtain, Sam. <laughs> Welcome behind the curtain, everybody. Yeah, this is the curtain. Take a look around. You can see our golden awards we got for our podcasting. And the name is... I'll, I'll let you say the name. Yeah, so the name is the name Harry is. Potter and the Obstacle Curse. Yeah, that's very good. Right. That's very, very good. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's the uh, it's the 12th Harry Potter book. And um, Harry has to come back. He's 70 years old and um, partake in one last Hogwarts challenge. 
with uh, with his kids. Because it turns out that he never got his diploma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he never finished Harry the Potter first grade. Harry Potter has to go back to school. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Obstacle Curse coming this summer. And then it's like a shot of Harry and he's like in the cafeteria and there's all these kids around him, but he's old. Well, yeah. I love it. And I, don't, then, I don't know yeah. where that part of it came in, but. Well, I mean, it would be like the um, thing and then there'll be like a mean kid that's like Malfoy's grandson is like, <laughs> my grandpa always said you were stupid. <laughs> and then Harry's like, oh, man. Then Harry uses the Secta Sempra curse on him. What? <laughs> it's the uh, it's the bad one. It's the one that he's be- really messes he's- you up. He's become like a horrible, horrible man he's an in horror. his old age. He's an horror. So he's like spec ops for wizards. But he didn't finish first grade. And, and now he's back in Hogwarts. First grade. <laughs> he in failed Harry Potter. first year. Harry Potter and the Obstacle Curse. You I know, like we it. never really see the um, the fallout of his being really, really bad at potions. And I feel like this might be it. Mm-hmm. How so? I feel like this is the thing. You That's what they, I mean. Do you like think the reason like he drink has... a potion through a dirty sock or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the chat. That's what he has to do. He's like punished, and the punishment is drink a potion through a dirty sock. I like the idea that all the all the obstacles at in this Hogwarts thing because it's Goblet of Fire's kind of already done this. I like the idea that all the obstacles are like, all right, we're gonna make you hold hands, and then we're gonna twist you like a pretzel, and you have to figure out how to get out of it, or like you have to drink a twelve pack of soda. <laughs> 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 yeah, and for this challenge, you've got to eat 14 chocolate frogs. For this physical challenge, you have to... Through a straw! You have to get through this all these strings without touching a single one of them. Oh. Yeah. And no magic. No magic. Can't use magic. No magic. What if instead of being a student, Harry's just like, you know, an instructor? Oh, okay. That might be more fun, because that, that would, would give us make more space sense. to play with some new characters, some IPs, like... Some new stuff. Some new IPs in the Harry Potter. Yeah, some new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like my new you character. Um, Newt Scamander. Um, no, I think that name's already been used, but that's a pretty good okay. one. Um, how about uh, Ch- Chiz Beakley? Okay. Um, Ch- Chiz Beakley and the Obstacle Curse. No, I like the Harry Potter and the Obstacle Curse. I just I think we keep the name the same. We just like sell we use the name for recognition and sell loads of books. Okay. And then and then yeah. Cheese <laughs> Cheese Beakley. Cheese Beakley. Right. Yeah. What about Beakley? Just Beakley and the Obstacle Curse. That's good. That's good too. Um. Yeah, I thought it was good. That's why I said it. And also, Voldemort's coming back. Watch out! Oh, not again! Yep, here comes. Here he comes. He's got a tricycle. He's riding a tricycle, <laughs> and he's blindfolded. And his team has to tell him how to get to the finish line. <laughs> That's the only way he can come back in a corporeal form. Yeah, because he's trying to get like the the thing for winning the tournament is like something he needs to come back into corporeal form. Yeah. So here, here like he comes a, on the tricycle. Like He's, a phylactery and yeah, he stores his soul and then be put into a special machine that can only be turned if everybody works exactly 
you know, exactly together. They all have to lift the, uh, the, they'll have to lift the lever from the ground to a four foot height. Yeah. Uh, while, uh, using only one finger each. Yeah. Uh, and go directly vertical or else it'll just fall over. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the Harry Potter movies are kind of like dramatic and, and all about story. This kind of is more like, more like the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> Yes, which is a movie driven by Dodgeball. Right. So this is like that. but It's sort of like Daddy Daycare, kind of. Okay, so you've just brought in one of my favorite movies, and I I don't know that I can joke about it. It's kind of like Hot Rod a little bit. It's a little bit like you just keep picking movies that I like. Well, I mean, like they all kind of have that like comedy, but we're trying to beat the other team kind of thing. Yeah, but the only way you can beat the other... No, no, the only way you can beat the other team is if you can cross from the start to the finish without the egg falling off the spoon. Yeah. Mighty Mighty Ducks. Yeah, and then then, uh, you have to drink uh, an entire 12-pack of soda. Yeah, that's that's important at the end. Um, And there could be a crossover with... Did we invent um, all Mighty Ducks on this podcast? No, I don't think so. No, Almighty Ducks, the Christian remake of Mighty Ducks. No, I don't. No. Well, we could cross. I don't know. That. <laughs> That's good. We can do that someday. Yeah. I don't know. I want a full cast list, and I don't think we can do that right now. No, I think you're right. Kyle Chandler uh, would be the coach, though. Sam, let me tell you one more thing. Um, in a, in a new segment, uh, I'd like to introduce called Irish Trance. Love it. Uh. Which, if you spell that out, it's just Irish truants mm-hmm. uh, just well, Irish smushed trots. together. As, yeah, so like restaurants in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, this week I saw an amazing restaurant um, nominated for an Oscar recently. Okay. Uh, can you? The can restaurant you, uh, was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it was a big hit. Had Alec Baldwin um, involved with the project in a major voice role. That's right. I'm talking about the voice role at the boss. restaurant. Yeah, Boss Baby. Yeah. Boss Baby Restaurant. Okay. What's yeah. this? It's a, uh, yeah, it's like an Asian food restaurant um, located right here in Dublin, Ireland. Okay. And it's yeah. called, it's, it's called Boss Baby. It's called Boss Baby. Restaurant. Yeah, and the logo is a little baby in a bowl with some chopsticks. That's pretty good. Holding a whisk in a little purple hat. Um, just like in the movie. So how did this come about? What I would like to imagine happened was they they were, no, go ahead, please. No. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're Oscar, uh, you know, Oscars are awarded by the Academy and, you know, there are a few members of the Academy. Most of them live in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, around California's, you know, happening, uh, Los Angeles. Mm hmm. You know, the city of California's Los Angeles, California's Los Angeles, Hollywood, USA rated R. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they, they, you know, the uh, for for Oscar campaigns, the way it works is you, you kind of have uh, a couple of contenders that could realistically, you know, uh, win the award. And it's almost always weighted heavily towards Hollywood and Hollywood types and towards whoever paid the most money. 
Well, I mean, to be completely honest, yeah, that's yes, usually that the is case. Actually how it um, works. Yeah. It's a real shame, but Jokes that's, aside, that's yeah. actually true. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, there's, there's just a couple of members of the Academy that live in Dublin though. And in their, in their Oscar campaign, I feel like they probably opened up this restaurant. (laughs) You think they, yeah. Just make sure we got to make sure they see the name, keep the name fresh in their minds. Yeah, that's exactly right. Everywhere you look, it's boss, baby, this boss, baby, that, you know, Alec Baldwin. That's like a nightmare that actually happened in boss, baby. Yeah. I think there's a part of boss, baby, where the kid looks around and everything just says boss, baby. And they were trying to recreate that for the. For the Oscar voters. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a point in the movie and a lot of people forget this because it's it's you know, the movie's an hour and a half long. And this scene is about 45 minutes of that movie's runtime. But a lot of people forget it. A lot of people forget that it's there. It's the scene where Alec Baldwin is the boss baby and he's cooking Asian food in in a restaurant. Yeah, I I forgot about that scene. Yeah, a lot of people talk about how it's like a funny, you know, because the baby's wearing a suit, you know, and it's silly. Yeah, cause, I love that. Because the baby, you know, is, you know, he's a yeah, baby and he's, yeah, just, but he's, he's wearing talking, a, and he's talking. He's about, wearing a suit. Talking about business. Yeah. He's a baby. And cookies, are for, cookies are for closers, you know. Yeah. Kind of those fun references to. Yeah. Glenn yeah. Glary, to the movie. Glenn, Glenn Ross. Yeah, exactly. For the, for the kids, but but it's see, great. that's that's and the also thing, it's a though. restaurant. It's a restaurant. Yeah, too. it's a restaurant because people forget, and I'm, people forget, people forget that there's that 45 minute scene where he's just in the kitchen. I know, I do, just cooking up that Asian food because yeah. he's just. So you think the, you think the, little baby. the movie campaign kind of assimilated this restaurant, kind of drew it into its own sphere of influence, like a black hole. Sucks in Asian restaurants only and turns them into boss baby advertisements. That's yeah, sort of what you, you think know, has been done here. They have like the serialized like Asian restaurants, like you know, China Buffet One, China Buffet Four kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah. What are this is just this is boss baby restaurant one. But then maybe there's boss baby restaurant two, you know. Yeah. It's like a first, second, third Baptist church kind of thing. Yeah, except a movie and restaurants and their sequels. That's very good. I'd like to think so. I didn't know that Ireland was such a hotbed for kind of Oscar activity, but now I know different. Now I know yeah, better. there's even, yeah, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of movies that are just named after, or restaurants that are just named after movies. Like what? Frankly. Um, well, there's a, a burger joint not far from where I live called Get Out. Um, oh, okay. Which obviously worked out Get pretty out well. Yeah. Um, there's a, a funny enough, uh, a chicken restaurant called lady bird. Um, funny. <laughs> I know. Um, That's very funny. What a good uh, joke. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a bakery called the breadwinner. Oh, that's fun. You know, I, um, I, um, I was looking up restaurants. I saw a steakhouse called, and I thought this was kind of weird called three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, and I was like, that's I, uh, such an interesting kind of conceptual name. Yeah, it's a really weird one because the billboards are what they bring your food out on. And okay. frankly, it's a little they, too much. Yeah, and they they sort of they kind of just sell steak. Yeah, that's all they do. That's great, though. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's this one like thing where if you kind of situation. if you if you jump through the front window while you're while you're on fire, they'll give you your food for free. That's great. See, I haven't yeah. seen. Is that a movie? That's a movie reference. That's a reference to three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, where Sam Rockwell okay. jumps through a, a window while he's on fire. Um, okay. I also saw um, um, what I thought was just a Buffalo Wild Wings, but then I saw that it was actually called Darkest Hour. He. <laughs> Which I thought was cool and symbolic. Oh man. Yeah, you should try there. Um Yeah, that's I don't I don't know. I'm kinda worried about that one. You should you should really try uh try it out. Try it out sometime. <laughs> they've got this um they've got this uh They got what? What do they have? Have you been? They have. Yeah, I went there the other night. They They've have got the this, hottest uh, wings. They have this. The hottest wings. They're called uh, bunker busters. Okay. Oh gosh. Um. That's yeah. I I think that's all the jokes that I can make about Oscar winners. And yeah, they even have. Uh, yeah. And we I was didn't even make a joke about Winston Churchill, but I don't want to anymore. We didn't even make a joke about Coco. Yeah, I mean that movie was just really, really good and deserved an I Oscar. Seen it? I want to really badly, but it's also a great name for a restaurant. <laughs> so yeah, oh, weirdly and Logan, enough, Logan was an Oscar nominee, and we could have just said Logan Steakhouse. Dang it! Well, they've been doing that one for years, though. <laughs> and I saw, um, yeah, and hold on, let's let's roll back. Pretend that we're still making the jokes. I saw, um, I saw a Taco Bell, but it was called the Big Sick, and I was like, "What's that about?" What Camille Nanciani? What are you doing working here? I thought you were. A, oh, this is for the Oscar campaign. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> wow. Golly, I think that's, I think that's yeah. I think that's going to do it for us. I think that's going to do it for us. Thanks. Sam, it was good. Uh, yeah, some some good times. Some good times. Some good times. Thanks for doing this again. I want to do it more. Certainly. Personally, I want to do it more so we can be better at it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, Sam, uh, where can they uh, find you online if they want to follow you and see all your fun photos of your dog? Um, I don't I don't really have anything that I'm actively posting photos on, um, but you can definitely follow my SoundCloud if you want, because I've been posting some music stuff there over time. OK, my SoundCloud is just Sam Farrell. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The picture's okay. like a the picture's like a painted picture of my face that a friend did. So lovely. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh well I've started doing some stuff on YouTube. You can find me at at Jacob Adams there. It's just J Y K U B Space A D A M S. And I'm been doing some some anime video things and working cool. on some different observational kind of style stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's fun. It's challenging. It's a new kind of thing for me. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, just, you know, on Instagram or Facebook with like the same 
Same name, Jacob yeah. Adams. Okay. I'm not Sweet. hard to find. Sweet. I forget what wow. our um what our like ex extra uh it's our outro uh, where thing is. was it? What are you about? Oh yeah, what are you about? What are you about? That's perfect. That is perfect. There it is.